oh, okay, um, I just realized, yeah, I tried to do all these like efforts to get the Christian uh, life right. And I finally get told, yeah, you can't live the Christian life. Mm. Um, and it was kind of frustrating, but at the same time, also kind of, oh, okay. Um, I think to some degree, I've, I understand now um, what, what that means. And yeah, I have to say, still to this day, there are still some things I don't know at all. Um, but I just want to trust him that he's sufficient and um, I just want to be uh, available for like what he has. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Doherty and I'm your host. Today I have with me a, uh, a, an alumni. He's returning. He was a first-year student with us, then he went to Ravencrest as his second year, but he's here with us for the summer working in his second summer in camp. Uh, and he's from Switzerland. We have Patrick England, and uh, just uh, thought, man, it'd be great if I could spend some time with you and get to know you. So Patrick, welcome here. Thank you, Kelly. I'm glad that I can be with you here today. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, uh, I appreciate you taking some time off because, you know, you're so busy in the summer, you know, all week you're a counselor, you're working with the kids. And then, uh, this is your, really your, your only downtime before you get started again. So we're, we're recording this on Saturday. We, uh, we went into town, had some lunch and, um, had everything set up here, came back up to his hill and, and just uh, jumped right into it. So, uh, well, Patrick, how's the summer going for you? It has been a wonderful summer so far. Uh, we just finished our fourth uh, week of camp. Uh, last week was definitely the hardest so far. We had elementary week three. Um, and yeah, uh, some of the campers were more challenging, but overall it just... Um, made me more dependent on God and trust him that he's sufficient even for hard situations. And there definitely were quite a few last week, but um, overall just seeing uh, how God works in the, the kid's life through all kinds of things, through like homesickness or yeah, uh, that's yeah, a big encouragement. Mm, good. Now, uh, obviously <clears throat> now that you've heard Patrick talk, you can you, you're probably picking up that he's not, from North America. Uh, Patrick, where are you from? I'm from Switzerland, and the specific area is called Schaffhausen. Schaffhausen. Okay, good. Uh, what part of Switzerland is it? It is the very northeast. I live like 10 minutes away from Germany. Okay, all right. So um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. We, we know you're from Switzerland, and right. uh, what, what kind of, what was your upbringing like what was your family like you know do you come from a believing home when did you come to know jesus tell us those things all right yeah i grew up in a, a loving home uh, with my uh, parents and one older brother he's two and a half years older than me when we grew up we went to a catholic church both of my parents they had a catholic uh, background and so we went there and they heard a lot, about, a lot about god but we were more like religious people we didn't really like follow jesus with all the heart it was more like obeying obeying rules i guess mm. and so when i was eight my parents they got invited to a christian business conference and heard uh, uh, the gospel there uh, i guess for the first time and they started to go to um the guys um small group of uh, the business conference and so there they heard more about jesus and also did like an alpha life course and there um, they finally like gave their life to Jesus and 
um, got saved uh, that weekend there. How old were you and your brother at this time? I was about eight, and okay. my brother was around like 10, 11. Okay, right. okay, so uh, fairly fairly young. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Did, did you notice a change at home after this? We like, start to go to a different church um, at that time, and yeah, we also start to go to, I guess, a different kind of like Sunday school, and so I guess there was uh, a difference, and I just realized, um, yeah, my my dad later on they gave us a Bible and we um, start to read in, in our Bibles uh, every now and then. I guess that was probably um, the biggest difference I saw from what I can uh, remember. Okay, all right. So, um, how about yourself? When did you come to know Jesus? Right. So, we started to go to that um, uh, ch- uh, new church. And I went to Sunday school, even on a free afternoon during school. Mm. We uh, got invited to this little like kids Bible study where we heard a lot about um, Jesus. And that was an encouragement for me. Um, but I felt like, yeah, following Jesus means yeah, following a lot, about, a lot of like rules. And so I thought like, yeah, if I really commit my life to Jesus, I can't play like... Um, shooter games for example anymore i always have to say the right things i'm not like that cool anymore i am maybe one day have to get like married to this christian girls and i realized and to this christian girl and i realized yeah uh, at that time i didn't really like always act like i should um um, as as a christian act acted and so i realized yeah i'm not ready for that and so um at that time i was like yeah i I realized, yeah, I need to give my life to Christ one day, but I was not ready. Mm. And so I thought, yeah, I first want to experience freedom and just um, live the way I want to live. And maybe later on, um, when I get a little bit older, I, ca- I can give my life to Jesus. Okay. Um, so, so, so what did the Lord do with you with that? Uh, you know, he, he was pursuing you. So what, what, what was the process? Right. And so... I was just learning more and more and got convicted more and more. Yeah, it's it's, it's about time uh, for that. But at the same time, I I saw like the people around me. I uh, went to public school as most of the people um, do in Switzerland. But I had this one good friend, which I grew up uh, together. And he also went to church and youth group and everything with me. Um, and we always hung out with each other. But we also had some friends who didn't know the Lord. And so was often about like who's the coolest guy and um, one of the uh, things we thought is cool um, also having like a girlfriend and so when I was about 15 I got my uh, first uh, girlfriend but she was a non-believer mm-hmm. um, because I yeah g- uh, Christian girls were not interested in me because I didn't follow God wholeheartedly I guess and so I got into that relationship but um, that relationship um, yeah uh, had some difficulties um, during that um, time, it was uh, it, we did it for about like one and a half years, and um, it was a challenging time. I thought everything was fine, but somehow after like half year, I got betrayed by her for the first time, and I f- I forgave her and we moved on. But then after like another half year, I got betrayed again. I was mm. like, what's going on here? And we are both like that young. How is it even possible? I thought, yeah, we love each other's. And so I forgave her again, but I realized, that, is that even like love when she does these things? And I also realized, yeah, how I probably not always did uh, the right things to her. And so after one and a half years, 
we uh, finally uh, broke broke up and I was just like crushed. Um, and at the same time, um, at uh, that time, I also started uh, an apprenticeship. So in Switzerland, most of the people, they only go to to uh, school until grade nine and a lot of people then do a three or four year apprenticeship and that's what i did Uh, i did an apprenticeship in the office but uh, i had two bosses and it was a really small business five six people and things got hard there after the first year so Mm. they start to scream at me um they tried to uh, like teach me working like perfectly but I was just not able to do everything perfectly they had really high standards which I could not um like uh reach re- reach these uh, standards mm. so they got mad and sometimes even I also called the other workers like are they all like dumb here and just like really mean things and so things got hard there we broke off and also yeah during during the the month before I sometimes got like invited to Christian camps and I knew if I go to one of these Christian camps, like it gets really serious with my faith and I was not ready for that yet. And so I always said no. Mm. But then like a week before we broke up, um, a guy from church asked me, hey, there is going to be this Christian uh, retreat and um, would you like to to go there? And I was like, yeah, right now things don't look good. So yeah, I, I I will be down for it uh, for the first time. Mm. And so after we broke up, uh, the week uh, uh, the weekend afterwards, um, I went to this Christian camp, and there um, I finally um, understood the gospel in my heart. I realized what Jesus did for me on the cross, how he died for all my sins, for all the things I messed up um, in, the, in that relationship, but also um, just trying to be the cool kid, be like mean to other uh, kids, um, just a lot of sins I saw. I had a huge bag just of like sins and how um, Jesus um, died for all of that and rose again and wants to give me life. And so uh, the first evening they um, yeah, shared the gospel and I was just crying um, during a uh, time of uh, worship, of music. Um, I was just crying, but I was like, yeah, still not sure. And so the second evening I got really convicted and so after everything was kind of over in the evening, I went up to this little chapel there and just surrendered my life to Christ. I said, I Jesus, I sinned against you mm. and I need I need you. I need your forgiveness. Um, thank you that uh, you died for me on the cross and rose again. And um, yeah, that, yeah, I'm not worthy of it, but you did it for me. Thank mm. you so much. And I was just sitting out um, outside there this little wall and was just crying i was just crushed still like just felt like the heaviness of my of my sin from the past and there was this guy he was like coming to me just randomly and like yeah god brought him there and he was like hey is everything okay i was like (laughs) yeah i just gave christ my life but i'm just yeah i did these and these things like in the past i'm like just yeah and then he just encouraged me and said hey um you just gave your life to christ it's all taken away um so you can rejoice um and he prayed for me and he told me yeah he's from this area of switzerland and he's soon gonna go on missions um uh so because i was wondering like what what he he does and so yeah that was really encouraging that he he um yeah prayed for me and just um cared for me at that point okay how old were you at that time i was 16 almost uh turning 17 okay and so now you became a believer. Um, 
what, uh, where did you go from there with this? Because now you've, this is going to be, you know, a completely different than your friends have known you to be. Uh, did you have to make a bunch of adjustments there with, you know, your, your friends and, 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 and just what you did day to day? So my best friend I uh, mentioned, which I walked with him since I was like three, he's, he started to get more and more involved into soccer. So uh, Friday night, we normally had youth group. Um, he had soccer, soccer practice, so he was not able to go there. So I only saw him at church on Sundays um, and during um, normally, sometimes during the week. And then Sundays, um, he started to have games on Sundays. So mm-hmm. he was not, not able to come to church mm-hmm. um, at all times. And so I was the only one who went to church and he uh, was just involved in soccer. So he was slowly like kind of walking away from that. Unfortunately, um, he doesn't know the Lord till this day, still praying for him. Um, but uh, And so I was, I kind of lost kind of my, my best friend in walking with me. And so the first few years of my um, Christian walk were just more rough. It was more like getting to know God's word better and but I didn't have a lot of people who, who walked with me. And so also age um, 16 in Switzerland is um, the age where people start to um, can drink wine and beer mm-hmm. and also even in some place can go partying. And so my life looked like that. Um, I probably every other weekend I went out with friends, um, sometimes some Christian friends, um, but more often non-Christian friends. And um, yeah, I, I, I drank, I um, went on parties and that was um, my life for like two or three years. Uh, sorry, uh, probably like even three or four years until like the age of 20. Um, and I still went to youth group. I um, read my Bible every now and then um, and went to church uh, on Sundays. Um, but yeah, I, it was more like a slow process of like growing in what it means to to be a Christian. Okay. And um, in the beginning, I didn't have like friends, I didn't get along well with the people in my church, I had no close friends, but slowly I realized, hey, those are my brothers and sisters, and I slowly could identify myself with them, mm. but it, it took some time, until when I was about 20, um, but then it was also like a time where I went to the army. So in Switzerland, um, every man is still required to go to the army. Mm-hmm. If they say no, you have to do some kind of like, public service uh, so like serving in a hospital or a nursing home for like a year so you can do that but i chose like the quicker way and i went to the army for in total eight months and after that i got asked by the pastor's wife if i want to be involved into youth ministry and so i said yes and i started to work in the youth ministry kind of like teenager club uh, age 13 to like till 15 okay and there, uh, I sometimes had to share devotionals, which I haven't shared like before. And I realized, yes, some of the things I said, I didn't really live out. Live mm, out. Mm. I remember you or somebody else once shared um, during my first year at His Hill that um, how does your Friday Friday night and Saturday looks like? Mm. Does it look the same like sa- Sunday morning? If not, there needs to be an adjustment mm. because you can't just live Friday night and Saturday night differently from Sunday morning. And so I realized that's not the case in my life at that time. Mm. Um, and so I realized I kind of lived like two lives, the Christian side and the non-Christian side. Yeah. And I realized, yeah, the people um, won't believe uh, what I share 
um, if I have have like these two lives and also realized that's not what uh, glorifies uh, God. Um, all of my life should belong to God and not just um, sun- Sunday morning or the things I like, um, but I am everything. And so it was just a process of like growing uh, and growing. Was it a frustration for you? Yes, it, it, def- it definitely was. Um, okay. Because, yeah, I I tried to like, you know, live a better Christian life, but yeah. um, uh, it, uh, it failed. Um, and yeah, it was just like a, a really slow process sometimes. Yeah, a, a lot of people can identify with that. You know, we, we know what it's, we know what we're to be about, what we're supposed to be about, but we know we're not about that. And, and so often we're, we can be through, going through the motions of being like that, but knowing that our heart is not, it's, it, it's, our heart's not there. And, and so there's just this frustration that we're not what we know we should be. So what did the Lord do? How did he, how did he bring you? to this uh, maturity where you're you're living you know what you know from the heart what you you know the lord would have i guess mo- most encouraging were some people who i was close or got close with we got a new pastor a youth pastor at that time and one week uh, in winter we went to like a ski retreat just with a couple of friends we were like eight friends just guys went for um, yeah a week just skiing and I shared um, the bed like we had like a king-size bed with um, the youth pastor and one morning I just slept in and woke up and I got I woke up and I just saw I heard some music I was like oh that's worship music okay what's going on so I looked to him and just saw him listen some quiet like worship music and just he read his bible and I was like this guy has vacation and he mm-hmm. woke up early in the morning and just reading his bible Mm. so for me it was like wow that actually means like um that's kind of how it looks like to to follow christ and not like just going to church on sundays but like have your personal like relationship with christ and i saw that um in this guy's life and i still see it till this day and it's incredible what um god does um uh, in his life and uh through him and um i guess that was um, kind of a beginning, I'd say. And also, um, for quite a few years, I experienced like the camp highs and just uh, rest of the year lows. Yeah. So I guess I got, a, I got, got also um, encouraged a lot by different conferences. I went to a lot of conferences because I just love people, love to be around people, mm. love big crowds and um, yeah, um, love conferences. And so I went to a lot of camps, conferences and got encouraged there. But then reading the Bible on my own, it probably lasted for a while to read it every day and then got maybe every other day, twice a week or once a week. It was not consistent. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, later on, some things happened. Like I started college, but somehow um, the Lord showed me, no, it's not where the Lord wanted me to to be. And so um, at that time, I was like 25 and I looked into um, some Bible schools. Uh, because I realized, yeah, um, I'm single, I still live at home, so, and I just um, dropped kind of out of college, it's not where the Lord wants me to be right now, so what's next? And I felt like, yeah, um, I always desired to go to a Bible school, so why not now? Um, And so I looked into different Bible schools and found His Hill, 
um, never heard about it before. I just heard about torchbearers when mm. I was like 18. Um, a lady talk, uh, um, talked about torchbearers and how she went to Cabernet Hall and how that changed her life there. And she told me, yeah, whenever you have like some time off, uh, if it's a month or a half a year or a year, um, it's a great idea to, to go to Bible school. It completely changed her life. And so and she encouraged me to that. And when, when I was at the point where I had no direction and yeah, I felt like uh, God is leading me to, to do a year of Bible school. It was, not, it was not like that. He told me, yeah, you have to do that. But mm. um, yeah, I just had a piece about it and I found his hill. I think the main reason why I chose uh, his hill was um, it was abroad, an English-spoken country. It was more than a half year um, of Bible school and also that his hill uh, offered the most uh, Bible classes. Okay. Okay. So so you came here in what year was that? It was 2018. Okay. Until 19. And so what was that year like? What did the Lord do in your heart with that? Yeah. In the beginning, I came here. I knew nobody. I've never been here. Uh, there were there was one other Swiss, uh, a few Germans, uh, mostly Canadian American, and I was just so surprised, like how all the teaching was always about Christ and Christ in you, Christ in you, and to abide in Christ. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, everybody talks about that, but how does it look like? And somebody mm. like just put that in like simple words, and I didn't get like didn't get like a clear answer. Um, because um, it can look very different for um, every in individual. But mm. I guess it's just, yeah, being um, available to God every day and trust that he, he is enough. Um, there was one guest uh, speaker, I remember, he um, repeated it all the time, what it means to the difference between live for Christ or live in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that week, that kind of opened up my, my eyes. And I was like, oh, okay, um, I just realized, yeah, I tried to do all these like efforts to get the Christian uh, life right. And I finally get told, yeah, you can't live the Christian life. Mm. Um, and it was kind of frustrating, but at the same time, I also kind of, oh, okay. Um, I think to some degree, I've, I understand now um, what, what that means. And yeah, I have to say still to this day, there are still some things I don't know at all. Um, but I just want to trust him that he's sufficient and um, I just want to be uh, available for like what he has. Okay. And, you know, that's last week you were talking, well, I was talking about this, um, that every testimony that we've had has been consistent with this, you know, where we, you know, where the person talks about seeing their need for Jesus to save them from their sin. They put faith in Christ and then they, try to be something that they just can't be and you know that the lord is faithful though to bring us to himself to show us that okay the life that i saved you for is not a life of you being like me the life that i saved you for is my life and i'm more than capable <laughs> of living my life without your help and it's uh, and so it's interesting, uh, you know, just to hear different people tell the same story in their own words, you know, that but but tells but actually but it does do that tells the same story, but mm -hmm. in their own words. And that's right. I, I think that's really that's really neat. And and for you to see that 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 you can trust him, you know, that that's what it's about trusting him as you go about life right. you know, go about doing the next things so your your um year 
so I, I'm assuming it was a good year for you here. Right, it definitely. I, I'd say it was definitely the best year of my life. Mm. And it definitely changed um, my life completely. Like it also, I think before it was a lot of like, yeah, me living to seek God, to be a Christian and yeah, pursue God. But it was not like a re really like living in an active like relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely... Um, helped me to establish like some habits and like reading his word uh, like pray like on a regular base and just seek him and sometimes just sit before him and seek him seek him for like guidance um, and so I think that was probably the biggest change and also um, we had just great fellowship here um, other um, yeah believers who really like strived to pursue Jesus with the whole heart and that was just such a blessing and I still have some really good friendships till this day and um, it's just encouraging to see where they are with God right now mm. and um, how they continue that and how the Lord, Lord is faithful for whatever uh, they face. Mm. And so when the, uh, uh, you know, the, the Lord using that year in your life to bring you to realize that, you know, it's, it's not, it's really about trusting him for his life. Um, did that change any plans that you had in life? Did that change direction of anything? I didn't really know where to go after his hill. So I was like, yeah, I'm just here with open hands and I want to see where you want me uh, to go. And so uh, when I came back to Switzerland, I thought, yeah, I'm probably just going to go back to um, my former office job or just to... Um, to uh, apply for an office job and so but also at the same time i realized more and more how um, you don't find a lot of churches who just plainly like teach the bible uh, or or like who um yeah where the people like actually know their bible um a lot of um people they have their opinions but um they don't look a ton like into uh, god's word and what god's uh, word says about their lives and so Somehow I felt like calling maybe even uh, to, to go to seminary um, one day. Okay. So I kind of, uh, yeah, was just open to that idea and um, kind of went that way. Um, and the Lord uh, opened up a door that I was able to go back to my former company. Um, first, I did a different job for like two months, but I was um, able to go back to my former company, which I used to work for already five and a half years. And uh, I told him, yeah, um, I might pursue uh, seminary one day. So I'll probably only be here for like one and a half or two and a half years. And I said, well, sure. Um, I mean, you have worked here before. You can just sit down and basically after a few days, um, you're back uh, uh, in the job and we can use you. So it's fine because who knows what's in one and a half or two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So just come here and work. And so um, I started to really uh, enjoy the job more and more, got more responsibilities there. And then the day came where I knew, okay, um, I have to do one more year of general education to be able to go to university because I never finished like high school completely. I had to do like another year. And so I started that, um, paid, some, pa paid a lot of money to do that year. But then after two weeks, I just realized, wow, it's so overwhelming to go back into maths, like physics, biology, all that stuff, which I haven't had in math, maths. I had like 10 years before, but like biology, I haven't had in like 12 years. Um, 
And that was like so overwhelming. And so um was just praying to God, like, is that really what, what do you want, uh, where you want me to be? And shall I like give up my my friends right now and not hang out uh, that much anymore? Give up my church commitment and all that, all the things I was still involved. Because I realized if I want to make it through that year, I have to give up everything and just focus on that. And I realized, no, I still kind of need a social life. Um, I'm not the kind of person who can just study for hours and hours a day. Um, I I need some breaks and I still need a social life. And I kind of realized, yeah, I can't do that for this year and then probably another three or five years. So I kind of realized, um, yeah, I maybe that was just my, my own uh, my own thoughts in thinking I need to go to seminary. Okay. So... <coughs> So going home, that wasn't your thought. You were just, I guess, going to go back to work, right. and 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 just as you're you're moving in this, the Lord's working something else out. So you were you were seeing the value of of being a part of a fellowship to be in with other believers, right? And uh, and so to go back to school would have cost something that you were learning was very dear to you. So um, so what happened? Right. Yeah, so I also realized at that time that probably not one of my uh, one of my I thought like one of my main gifts is probably teaching, um, and that's why I kind of pursued that. But I figured out in that time, actually, it's probably not what God gifted me with primary. Okay, but I just love to be like around people and in, invest in, in myself in uh, other people, and so I still thought yeah maybe it would be cool to get to know god's word better and still like maybe invest myself in like a different way than being uh, a pastor or something like that okay. and so i um got encouraged by my pastor to yeah um look maybe for a different uh, school a different opportunity and so um god put it somehow on my heart to consider a second year and I was really like comfortable with like going uh, back to a sill because I knew everything there. I already thought, yeah, it would be so cool. I can visit some of my friends down there. But I realized, yeah, a lot of the things um, why I wanted to do a second year here in Texas would be probably just um, to yeah see friends, to um, just be familiar familiar with different th- th- thing things, but not primarily to. Um, growing my in my relationship with Jesus, and um, also like I shared uh, the thoughts about doing a second year in Texas with like three other people, and all of them said like, "Why do you want to go back to Texas for a year?" Um, and one of them said, "Yeah, you should maybe pray about if God wants you at a different place." And I was kind of discouraged, like, "Why they don't su- support me?" Mm. Uh, um, normally, friends they support you in that, but all of them said, "Why?" So I prayed about it and somehow, yeah, I felt a peace in just um, doing a second year at a different place. And that's kind of why I ended up um, applying at Ravencrest. And um, yeah, th- that year was a huge blessing. And um, their second year program is mostly focused on like leadership and uh, teaching. And so I realized in my weakness of like teaching, I realized that's definitely not one of my biggest stream- strengths. I still want to be available and it was really helpful just to practice and holding devos and, and uh, teachings. And um, I realized, yeah, that's something which 
God keeps me uh, dependent on him because I realized, yeah, it's not something which comes naturally for me, but I want to be available if there is ever like an opportunity to to share God's word. I, I want to be available for that, okay. even if it's not my um, primary gift. Okay. So you just finished up the second year there at Ravencrest. That's right. Before coming back here for the summer. Um, what were some highlights for you from that year? I'd say uh, the fellowship and the outdoors were okay. definitely uh, great there. Uh, you're on a really high elevation, I think. It was like seven, 8,000 feet. Yeah. And just beautiful, like nature. Um, you can just step outside and uh, you see like God's creation, even like fr from their like living room they have in that chalet. Yeah. Um, it's just a great view. And uh, the second year, they do a backpacking trip in the beginning of the second year and at the end. Um, and that's just a really like bonding time and just really precious. Um, yeah, I would say those were highlights. Just uh, the fellowships, uh, fellowship like the friends I made there, um, and yeah, some of uh, the teaching um, were just really good for my heart. Okay, did you go on the Israel trip? I didn't, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that the reason I asked is that I know that uh, without planning it, Ravencrest. And his hill ended up staying in the same place and didn't even know they were going to do that. And so that was a real neat time for them to, for the students from both trips to have some time together as well as the staff. So I was just curious if you had, um, if you had been there. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to Israel, but I did, uh, um, another uh, mission trip they offered. Okay. And so we went actually to Louisiana. Oh, with, did you? With a group. What part? Um, was Lake Charles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's about two hours from where I grew up. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. There is like an organization called Friendships, and they have like big ships, uh, mm -hmm. which they do dif different things um, with it. And that organization um, was known by one of the staff uh, wives of Ravencrest. And so they organized um, a trip there, and uh, we served that organization for like five days. And actually, that trip was also a huge encouragement to me because that organization they they don't have a lot of money. But God, um, since like 30 years, they have, uh, God has always provided mm. the right people, the right tools, and um, yeah, uh, the, uh, the needed amount of money. So we, we were there just like chipping rust from like um, a casino ship. They want to like switch, uh, change that into like a conference center <laughs> for, really? um, yeah, for Christian organizations just to um, uh, give it to them for free for holding church serv services or a conference and for me it was just so in encouraging like every day we had plenty of food and all the food um, they have they get donated so they can pick it up somewhere but they have to trust God with even the food every day there's not a lot of money on their bank account so they have to trust for tools for people um, so one day um, they, they told us yeah they they had a big problem with a big issue with one of the ships and um, it would be a really big issue, really expensive. They didn't have the money for it. And so just one day, this former like retired captain shows up and he, um, yeah, he knew a lot about like mechanical issues and he said, yeah, he has time. And so he looked into the problem and he could fix it. Mm. So just randomly, mm. this, um, this, God, uh, so this, this guy like showed up and fixed it. And so God provided, um, has always provided like the right people uh, right amount of money um, and whatever they needed for that organization and that was just um, big yeah mm. 
to yeah, see. Yeah, I'm sure that was encouraging to see. And again, you know, like you were saying in your own life, you know, both now in this interview as well as in our time together before, is uh, kind of a theme for you to see how the Lord provides. You know, He takes you know, so much. He, yeah, He provides for His life. He's faithful. And we, we get to go along for the ride. You know, that's, you know, what a privilege that is. Um, so you, you have, you've finished it up, uh, your, your second year now, and you're here with us for the summer. You're working here this summer as a counselor and what's your activity? I'm a lifeguard. Okay. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. So you were trained to be a lifeguard. So, uh, were you a lifeguard the previous summer you were here? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you already been through that. Um, now, when you finish up the the summer, it's interesting that you are um, you were set up to go back to work. You know, your your employer was, you know, you had been given favor by them, but the Lord's done something different again. Right. What's what are you going to now? Yeah. So before I went to Ravencrest, I talked to my company. I thought about yeah, shall I just quit? Um, but I really like started to like the job, so I thought, yeah, it would be great just to maybe after my second year just come back and work there continually. So I went there uh, even back over Christmas break, and they told me basically, yeah, all the doors are open. Um, you can uh, we support you in any ways. Um, so yeah, if you come back, um, we would love to have you back. And so uh, I was excited. Yeah, um, I guess so far I don't see like any other open door, so I will probably just go back to my former company. Mm-hmm. I got sometimes asked like, yeah, Patrick, even like over Christmas break, I went to uh, my former church and uh, there a lady um, asked me, Patrick, do you, after, after your second year, do you finally go into ministry? I was like, <laughs> um, right now I haven't seen an open door yet, but you know, if the Lord wants me to, to do that, um, yeah, I want to be available to that. But I never thought that would happen. And so, yeah, I just continued second year and one Saturday morning was, um, I think, January 31st, like of this year. I was just like one Saturday morning waking up, had breakfast, and then I just read my Bible, just praying, and somehow this like thought came into my mind. Huh, I'm just curious if like one of the torchbearer centers in Switzerland maybe has like an interesting um, position open. And so um, I looked up the, the uh, center Credo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I looked it up and I said, oh, they're looking for a an, an, uh, back office manager. Interesting. And so, uh, yeah, I've been on that website, I think maybe twice before in the past, but I never saw like that they had an open position. And as I later later on like figured out, um, somebody had, to put, had that position for like 12 years. And so it was the first time just that morning I looked up the website and that job uh, was out there. I was like, wow, okay. And so I still wrestled with, because I knew I had all these cool job opportunities at home. I loved my bosses. I um, loved my coworkers. And it was just a fun job and great opportunities. So I was like, yeah, even if I would get that job, would I even accept it? Um, And so I shared it with a few Ravencrest students and some of them encouraged me, yeah, Patrick, you should might contact them and just see you know if they still looking for somebody i was like yeah but maybe they're looking for somebody for like may or like for for march even because it was the end of january but never for like september october when i come back and um, but then i yeah prayed about it and i got kind of like felt like a conviction yeah i should reach out to them so i reached out to them just out of curiosity so 
of when are you looking for somebody and what does this job include? I saw they required some like bookkeeping skills, but I realized, yeah, the last time I did bookkeeping was like 10 years ago. So I'm not sure if I'm even adequate for that, if my skills are enough. And so they answered me right the next day and said, yeah, we're actually looking for somebody for September or October. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, okay. And yeah, actually, um, uh, there are not like really hard like bookkeeping like uh, or a lot of like bookkeeping skills required so just maybe send us your resume um, or just tell us more about you then we can tell you if that is enough Um, and they also said yeah it's not just being in the back office it also would include like um, for their retreats to lead activities like hiking biking snowboarding these things so like the sports part but also every now and then share devotionals I was like, oh, that sounds like a dream job. <laughs> like um, sharing God's word, um, doing sport and also working in the office. I, I, I didn't even know that uh, jobs like these like exist. So I was like, yeah, sounds really interesting. So I sent them my resume. I still was not sure like if I would ever take that job if they would offer me. And so I sent them my resume and they told me, yeah, you did an apprenticeship in the office and that's enough. Um, it's not, those are not like big um th- issues you have to deal with so so that should be fine and we, we we would like to get to know you and so um we set up like um, a zoom meeting in like uh beginning of february and so we got to talk for like an hour i thought like yeah they pro i probably didn't say like give them like the right answers they didn't sound like that great so yeah was probably not successful and then like after an hour they said yeah, Patrick, we will basically offer you the job right now. <laughs> um, but uh, maybe just let's let's pray about that. Um, we want to give you some time to consider that. Um, let's just take some time. Uh, uh, you, you can have three weeks and tell us by the end of February if you want to have the job. We don't worry about um, that we make the wrong decisions. We have a ton of people just praying in the background. So just let us know um, if that is, um, yeah, if, if God gives you peace about that or not a peace. And so, yeah, I uh, considered that. And um, a little bit before the three weeks, um, I told them, yeah, I want to accept it. Um, Yeah. And so there was um, a big decision uh, I had to make. But um, it was, yeah, I'm so glad um, that I was, um, yeah, that um, they offered me that job and that I, uh, God gave me the strength to accept that. So when did that start? I'm going to start uh, on October 1st. October 1st. Okay. There was an interesting story you were telling me at lunch. Um, Now you have to call your employer to let them know that you're not going to come back to work. So tell us to tell our listeners how that conversation went. Right. So I decided at the end of February, yeah, I accept the job. And then I was like, kind of worrying, like, how can I tell that my boss? Because he really appreciated me. Yeah. He offered me all these opportunities, but they often mentioned like, yeah, Patrick, um, but do you come back? Like even when I went back over Christmas break, are you come back? Do you come back like in August? Said, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I can see a reason why not. And so I was just like, kind of like worrying, like how would he like um, respond to to that? And so I just brought it before God and say, God, um, just please give like grace in the conversation. I don't know how how to tell him that. Um, I don't want to like kind of hurt him or like disappoint him a ton and like. And so yeah, I. Um, texted him, hey, I, I would like to, to call you. And he said, okay, sure, um, let's call next week. And I figured out um, he's on vacation. 
And uh, I told him, yeah, maybe we can t- we can talk like the week afterwards. He said, no, no, it's fine. We can talk in my vacation. I was like, oh, okay, wow, okay, okay. So then one morning I called him, we talked a little bit, and then he said, okay, Patrick, so what's the issue? Why you want me to, uh, why, why you call me? So I told him, you know, I yeah recently got in in a conversation with like an organization and I really consider like um, this one job and in fact yeah I've already told them I would like to start there and I, I thought like yeah how does he respond and then he just said Patrick I thought probably something like that is gonna happen huh. <laughs> I was like what um, because I never thought that I will go like to a different place that I yeah that I will even like convince myself to to cancel like the job because I loved it so much I really enjoyed working there there was no reason to to change the job uh, but um, God uh, made it clear to me and he gave me peace about and um, for that um, move and so yeah my boss told me um, all right um, it's sad to hear um, yeah it definitely will be sad to to lose you but um, I'm really happy for you, and um, yeah, if that is your decision, I support it uh, like a hundred percent. And so, yeah, you told me you come back in August. You're gonna start there in October. So, what are you gonna do for September? And I knew after this year of Ravencrest, I need to make some money. I have to probably find another job um, to uh, save up some money. So I told him, yeah, I'd probably just look for like a different job, saving up some money and then go to the, ne- the new job. And he told me, no, Patrick, I still have to talk to my um, boss as well, but um, I don't want you to search for like another job. Why why you don't just uh, come back um, f- and work for us for like another month? Um, we can share your knowledge, what you've learned in the last eight and a half years, and you can finishing up here well, and then we we sent you off, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that was like even beyond what I like asked God," and and so I was just like overwhelmed and just so thankful um, again how the Lord provided, just incredible, and even beyond what I what I asked for. Yeah, and I, you know that was the kind of the theme of the conversation we had at lunch, and has been throughout the the this episode as well is, you know, the Lord just showing you that He will provide. This is His life. And he will take care of what needs to be taken care of. Um, our privilege is to be obedient, to be with him, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and so that's you know that's an encouraging thing to hear from you. Um, now, in in just the last few minutes that we have here, uh, I want to I want to ask you something. We haven't talked about this, but uh, Patrick, how old were you when you came to Bible school the first year? Was 27 years old. Okay. And then, uh, I guess, 29 when you started your second year at Ravencrest? Uh, 30. Okay, 30. so 30. Okay, and, it's, and you'll be 31 later this year. Right, okay. that's, correct. that's correct. Okay, um, so, you know, most of our students are teenagers, uh, you know, and maybe up to 23. Every once in a while, we'll get someone like you that's a little older or maybe a retired couple, but that's, but by far, the majority of our students are teenagers. Um for anybody that's that's listening, uh, that is a little older and wishes they, you know, maybe would have gone to Bible school or they would love to go now, but I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm too old. W- what would you say to them? I would say older students, um, I don't want to just talk about um, me, but like I see also like older students, um, which were similar to my age, they were just like a blessing 
um, to like the student body. It's so great just to have like different um, age groups uh, in the student body and just makes like different. It gives like, I guess, like a different flavor uh-huh. and it's so beneficial um, even like, yeah, when you're 30, when you're 27, when you're 45 um, and maybe one of the doubts can be, yeah, can I even like fit in there? How do they like respond to me? But I realized, for example, in my year, for like three months, we had um, a guy from Sweden and he was 66. He was, yeah, um, Mm -hmm. on the retired side. Um, But we loved him so much. It was so an encouragement, uh, such an encouragement to us. And we even went, like, he he was a runner. We even went to like a a 10K run with him and he was so included and everybody uh, loved him. And so also for me, um, yeah, God probably just gave me also like favor just to adjust to whoever people I'm facing with. But I I, I love to be around 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds. Um, of course, every now and then it can be really helpful to have somebody at the like similar age to talk to them. But like um, I think Bible school can change uh, a life like whatever age you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter. And um, it's... Yeah, a great uh, addition to the, to the student body. So being older was not a hindrance for you in, in being a part of the, the, the all that takes place at His Hill and at Ravencrest? No, uh, not at all. I mean, there were a few situations wh- where you see like the age gap, you know, so sure. maybe, maybe some of like the jokes or um, also like, of course, for me it was different because I'm like from a different country. Mm-hmm. And so some of the things are like cultural and sometimes I didn't like understand like the specific joke or what they said because uh, it's just an American thing. Yeah. But um, in general, um, no, uh, it was, uh, for, for me, it was a huge blessing. And um, yeah, and a lot of conversations I had, I mean, it didn't, it didn't feel to me like that um, we were like, not connected it was just like we are brothers and sisters in christ mm. and uh, i can learn from younger people and younger people can learn from me and um i think it's great to have like um a mixed group yeah um, and learning from each other it does it does add to it you know those are some of the some of the things you talked about are things that i've i've uh, witnessed over the years that have been really positives for everybody uh d- different ages you know, that because, like you said, there may be some humor, you're a little older. Well, that's profitable for them to see because they've become uh, they've become your peer. And then they see how you're responding to something. And it, it encourages them to think through what, you know, what am I laughing at? And and then also at the same time, uh, it can be good. It can be f- good for you as well to be, you know, to, just to be reminded of some things, you know, that, that you, of yourself that you see. And maybe you have forgotten about, you know, right. that, that, you know, this, yeah, you know, I, I, I've, I've maybe gotten too serious about something, you know, sure. and, and, and so that can be encouraging too. But, uh, I think one of the things that I've always appreciated about is that in the Torchbearer centers, we're an international ministry. So there's people that come from all over the world. And I know for my year, it was, that, that was a challenging for me in a very good way, you know, to, to think through, you know, okay, and it, why do I believe what I believe? Why am I, why do I act the way I act? Is this out of obedience to the Lord or is this simply, you know, me conforming to my, my surroundings and just, you know, wanting to fit in. And, uh, and that was good for me. And, and I've heard others say the same thing, you know, that was, that was good to be challenged in such a way. 
Um, I think the international aspect of the torchbearer ministry is a real blessing. Um, Truly I, is. I, I remember Major Thomas uh, used to come every year at Thanksgiving, and he would uh, serve communion. And he would always grab some of the guys from the student body to come and serve it, but he would always pick them from different regions of the world. Mm. And he would ask them to pray in their own language. And that was always captivating to me to see, you know, I can limit God without knowing that I'm limiting him. But to, to hear people talk to God and to realize that God understands what they're saying, you know, it just it was just simple things like that. Just very simple things like that was always good for me to realize, man, I have no, I don't begin to scratch the the understanding, you know, the full understanding of just how big and how sovereign my God is. Mm. And so I appreciate that kind of, um, that kind of, uh, I appreciate that the, the people have been able to come, including myself from all over the world, and experience that in a torchbearer center. Absolutely. And so you've got to do it on two different campuses. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. Uh, one other thing, um, you're 30 years old and you're single. Right. Um, that is, you know, that's not, I guess it's it's becoming more of a, a, a common thing, but, uh, you know, that's not the, I'm sure that's not what you had envisioned and it's it's not what you see around, you know, as you see your friends get married and all. And I know there's people that, you know, they, they're listening to the podcast, they're in the same situation. What does the Lord, you know, what, what does he do in your heart with that? What, is, what has he been teaching you with that? Right. There was also um, a topic uh, we talked about at Ravencrest a lot or with uh, one of the teachers. And so, yeah, I remember when I was 23 or so, I uh, started college and I was like, yeah, um, my five-year plan is like finishing college, getting a bachelor's and then getting a well-paid job, maybe have family. And I always th- said to myself, yeah, would great to maybe start a family or getting married like 28, 29, before 30. Mm-hmm. Then um, I uh, gave up college after one semester and all these plans crushed. Mm-hmm. And I realized um, I, those were just my plans. Um, and that um, seems like not what the Lord has. And so I realize more and more it's not about just what I want, but it's about just trusting him and his timing is good and it's perfect. And um, so often like uh, in, in the last year, I thought about, yeah, like, of course it would be great uh, to be married one day if that is what the Lord has. But otherwise I couldn't have been here. Um, that recording probably wouldn't have had, happened. My second year, wouldn't have happened probably. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the summer camp, I wouldn't have been able to, to surf here. Right. All these things. And so um, I want to trust in God's goodness and whatever he has. And if, um, yeah, that's never the case, I want to praise him and thank him and want to um, just invest my my life um, for him and serve him and be available for whatever mm-hmm. he has. And if he um, has the other thing one day, I want to be thankful as well. So I just came into uh, to a, like a place where I realized, hey, it's in God's hand and it's good. And I want to also encourage other people who are in the same situation um, because it can sometimes be like challenging in some moments, but the Lord is good and he has a reason why um, that's uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, the case. And he grows us um, more and more 
um, in becoming close, like um, becoming more and more like uh, his son. And um, so I just trust him uh, with uh, whatever he has, mm. and he's good. I appreciate that, and you know that's something I think everybody, whether you're 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 in a relationship, you're married, or you're single need to listen to that and, and to take from what Patrick is saying is that really it, it, you're not going to be, you're not going to be any good to your your spouse unless you come to the same place where you realize God is good he's in control and he's got this and so you know I and that's just you know that that again that's something that we all need to come we all need to come to either this is his life and he's living it his way or it's not his life because he's not going to live his life my way yeah. <laughs> true yeah and and so that's uh that, that's a great reminder well um patrick i again appreciate the time that you've given us it's a busy summer and uh this is your day to relax and um you've you've spent a chunk of it with me so i appreciate that thanks for doing this my pleasure and i hope um it's been encouraging encouraging to all those who listen out there thank you for listening to the his hill podcast this week we hope you enjoyed tuning in for kelly's interview with patrick england and that you were encouraged by what you heard thank you so much for listening this week we are in our first week of junior high camp and will welcome our high school campers to the hilltop on Sunday. Please keep praying for this camp season that the campers would be softened to hear the truth, the summer staff would remain alert and encouraged, and that we all would be doing all that we do for the glory of God. Once again, you've been listening to the His Hill Podcast featuring our host, Kelly Doherty, along with Patrick England. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.